0: Retromania Pro Wrestling Podcast Network is a moonsalt media production and is intended for private use only. For more information, contact Retromania Podcast at gmail.com. Hey everybody and welcome to Retromania Pro Wrestling Podcast Network presents Heart Marks. Yeah, this is a nice little special bonus episode. Big, 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 big bonus Will joining us here, along with the other hosting squad, the OG member, Jimmy Price. What's going uh, on, guys?
1: Not much. Thrilled to be here. Uh, thrilled that you're using the dumb name that I, that I came up with forever ago that I'm still proud of.
0: Yeah, yeah. I liked it. I think it was it was fitting for this episode. Uh, <laughs> we're going to be covering the 30th anniversary of Bret Hart winning the WWF Championship from Ric Flair oh
2: nice never seen it
0: yeah we're gonna cue it all up on uh we can watch along and everybody can watch along with us if they please to um if not listen along to our our banter and our um our, or maybe some of our color commentary here too um yeah but before we get started let's kind of go through uh, uh everybody's fandom uh, Jimmy, first because you are one of the biggest heart marks I know. Uh, uh, at this time, when Bret Hart won this, uh, were you excited? Did you know? So, were you actively watching?
1: Uh, I was excited, but I was also probably still um, like pooping in my diaper a little bit. Um, well, let me think. Eh, maybe, maybe not my diaper, but yeah, I, w- I would have been. Um, I would have just turned three here. Um, or actually, what what month was this? October. October. So I was about to turn three. Okay, um yeah. so yeah, no like vivid memories of him actually winning this one. But like my earliest memories, and we talked about this way back at the beginning of the uh, the origin of attitude. Um earliest memory f- for me in terms of wrestling and in terms of life in general, because I didn't, you know, <laughs> that's just what's there is just like watching uh watching superstars, you know, and uh seeing Bret Hart come out and he was the man, he was the WWF champion and uh yeah, he's just always you know always been my favorite He was like my you know little kid favorite and then you know i get away from wrestling for a few years and then i come back and i start to become more of a uh you know a, somebody who appreciates the art form more you know as we as we tend to do um and so then I, that just like deepened my appreciation for brett so yeah he's he's always been my all-time favorite
0: yeah uh he he definitely has proved uh to be a solid wrestling uh figure throughout time and just like one of the one of the best put on your mount rushmore so you weren't familiar with hulk hogan being the champion correct
1: no yeah yeah i would see like clips of your him time. yeah yeah and I were you seeing-
0: were you familiar with with uh rick flair at all
1: you know, I wasn't. I wasn't. I really like I I I didn't have any memories of, of watching Ric Flair like while his WWF run was going on. My earliest memories of, of Ric Flair or him, you know, showing up on like, you know, on Nitro and like WCW Saturday night. So it was all you know WCW for for him to like, you know, kind of learn more of the history.
0: Yeah, everything that I saw of Ric Flair in WWF was really a retrospective, like years later, um collecting yeah. VHSs or going to the to rental store. Um, seeing Bret Hart uh, have this victory. I, I'm not sure if this was on a Coliseum videotape or not. Um, I believe it is somewhere. Um, but this is a match that that a lot of people didn't see for some time.
1: Yeah, and I'm trying to remember if it was even on that first big um, DVD set that they did back in like 2005. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm not sure if it's on that one or not. Um, but yeah, I didn't see it until like I was like you know, well in my, like, my, my late teens, early 20s. Right on. Yeah. Like right around that time, I was really getting getting back into wrestling. Yeah. Awesome.
0: Um, and Will, what about you? Have you ever seen this match at all?
2: Oh, not at all. I think I've only seen maybe one or two uh, Bret Hart matches. Uh, so I am completely unfamiliar with his work i'm just aware that he is one of the greatest of all time um and i think the only match i could recollect seeing is uh it was a cage match was it against owen was it him and owen in the cage
1: yep SummerSlam 94.
2: yep 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 that's um that's the only one i can i can i can remember watching which was recently and yeah that that blew me away yeah
0: uh great performance by bret hart uh this is going to be another classic it's a 30 minute banger um so we're gonna queue it up but before we do let's kind of discuss uh maybe catch up on the current day product are you guys liking anything uh will we can start with you with what you're digesting right now wrestling wise uh old school
2: new school anything that you're enjoying I've been slacking um uh so it's it's just it's, I've just been keeping up with with AEW at this point um but Um, you know, I, I, I have been keeping my, my finger on the pulse of, of, of news happening. Um, and some things do stand out to me. I know a few weeks back, um, first wrestling, I don't know if you guys saw this, they ran, ran a show at mall of America, sold it out. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that was, that was pretty impressive. Um, and it's nice to see, it's nice to see things like that happening, um, you know, outside of the the two major companies, because um, gives you, it gives you an impression that, you know, maybe things are 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 healthy. I mean, I don't know. I'm not in the industry, but, you know, when you see pictures, pictures of that, um, it, it, it makes you makes you feel a little good that that things are are healthy up and up. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Right on. That's awesome. Um, Jimmy, what about you?
1: I've had a weird month, Kobe. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, no, no, I, uh, yeah, I guess like similar to Will, I haven't been, uh, you know, I've kind of, you know, not not watched as much wrestling this month, but I am like kind of keeping up with the news a little bit, you know, catching. I usually still catch Dynamite, um, but yeah, it's 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 a weird time uh, for for wrestling too, just like in terms of like all the turmoil in uh, in AEW. Um, it it's interesting to see. WWE's product right now and compare it to like what our expectations were the last time the three of us recorded Mm -hmm. um because the i I think you know I, i i personally think that the you know the changes that we talked about happened way quicker than than any of us anticipated
0: in a week almost yeah
1: yeah like like night and day um so yeah they're i mean they're doing some cool things man i can't i can't knock them um but uh yeah definitely great great time to be a fan Absolutely.
0: Just enjoy wrestling, uh, staying true. Um, that being said, let's let's get into this match. Okay, so this is kind of a post-edit. Uh, I wanted to include a little bit of background information on this match between Bret Hart and Ric Flair, the 30th anniversary. Both of these legends, different recollections of how this match went. They both kind of agree that it wasn't the best that they could do on a short notice, and we kind of give those reasons why. First off, Ric Flair um, was coming off of the match, with The Ultimate Warrior the night before and looked like a suplex had kind of chipped a piece of his ear, he said, and kind of started this equilibrium thing with his balance. So he let Vince McMahon know, and they decided that Brett would be the next guy. Brett's recollection is that he was changing his tickets for his tours uh, to go in other locations and then land somewhere else and kind of escapade and be uh, the hitman, if you will. He was uh, hitting somebody up in in Italy. He was having an affair in Italy and uh, wanted to change his tickets there and thought that uh, Vince had brought up a new code where if you change your ticket, you'll have a fine for $2,000. So he meant to go speak to Vince McMahon about it and let him know. And he said, you'll be fine. Uh, the next appearance that he did, Vince brought him into the locker room and made him feel like he was about to be fired. He's like, uh, we've, we've done all we could. We, we did you as singles, cowboy Bret Hart. We did uh, the, the, the Hart Foundation and as tags. And now we're doing you as a single and uh, pal, I think it's time to put the strap on you. And Brent, Brett just responds, okay. And in his mind, he's he's smiling, but he's dying at the same time. He doesn't know if this is real because he just got kind of ribbed in a way where he thought he was going to be fired. But he's the next in line. He's going to take over the, the title. He's going to be the next guy. And he sees Rick walk out of the office shaking uh, Vince's hand. And that conversation happens with Brett and thus the match happens, uh, both of them agree that it is not their best work. Uh, Rick, you can see after he explains that he was struggling with his equilibrium, you can see throughout this match that he he just cannot uh, perform like Ric Flair. He's not as up and down as before, and maybe that's why we discuss in this match uh, why, why it is uh, such a slow pacing and a different match that these guys would perform um, throughout their their the crux of their matches, uh, their kind of formula, if you will. Um, yeah, so those are some post-edit notes, as well as sticking around for the post-audio um, for review purposes only. You guys ready? We have it queued up. We're going to count down 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. When I say hit play, at the word play, we're all going to hit play. There's a 30-minute banger. I believe you can find this on Daily Motion or YouTube, the full match version. Peacock's going to cut it down. Uh, The Coliseum version does cut it down, too. Um, So enjoy us going over the full match. And uh, if you can find it, cue along with us. Ready, guys? Yes. Five, four, three, two, one. Hit play. Here we have the Fink announcing this match going to be a big one classic if you will um that will i'm excited for you to see this this is a a kind of a a technical masterpiece coliseum video classic masterpiece
2: what What is coliseum video great question
0: well uh they were um the distributing uh property for wwe they they owned porn Mm -hmm. as well oh wow Did porn and wrestling The special interest basically, (laughs) Mack'em and Whack'em was
1: that's that's an actual title of a Coliseum tape,
0: (laughs) WWF Coliseum. Yeah, so uh, you could get the the two titles mixed up, I I assume. Um,
1: Yeah, I mean, they already have the design for it down, so they might as well just recycle it. You know,
0: wow, that's a cool Bret Hart leather jacket, too. Look at that! Um, Oh, yeah, that's badass. Nice uh, beta version of Bret Hart's design with the skull. Classic flair coming out here with perfect. What are your thoughts of perfect being his second, Jimmy?
1: Yeah, it was, it was a weird, it was a weird time. Um, I think from what I understand, the, uh, the, the back was, was kind of kind of hurting him a little bit. So, um, and then there's always the ever present Lloyd's of London, you know, (laughs) claims, claims going through, um yeah you know, he it's kind of similar to like putting him with heenan too like it like it's good i mean they're you know it, they're, they they had a good dynamic but it's like flair is such a good talker on his own that he didn't necessarily need you know help um so yeah just a weird a weird choice but one that ended up you know paying off in the end rick flair with a valet is something
0: odd too yeah you, yeah it. like thinking of him with uh miss elizabeth or sherry and wcw woman Mm -hmm. I mean, I mean that works to a degree if it's if they're just a valet. But I think Ric Flair is just isolating, isolated by himself. He's 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 awesome, you know. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. This is a interesting time in 1992, though. But the Minnesota connection, I guess the the Midwest Minneapolis Minnesota connection with those guys, kind of that that stays true. And to think of the time too, like. Hogan was one of those Minnesota, Minneapolis type guys. He, he ran with those people back in the day, too.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Back in his uh, AWA days.
0: Yeah. And a lot of the top guys were AWA. I mean, and then Brett here is uh, second generation. I can't wait for those new um, territory stories coming out on Vice.
1: Oh, that's going to be great. Yeah. Oh, yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: We're going to have uh, Brett talking about that.
2: Uh, what was what? that? Was, that was weird, like, Left hand or right hand handshake? (laughs) (laughs) Attempt at a lockup?
0: Yeah, this is going to be a a nice little uh, slow start here. I think.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, one thing's for sure, he can trust Earl.
0: Oh, for sure.
1: Um, But yeah, the uh, yeah the new the dark side of the territory stuff uh, looks awesome, and uh, so cool to you know that these these two guys they you know they created this phenomenal series. Now they're like they're blowing up you know they, they're working with the rock on this and they've got like there's like three different dark side shows now on, on vice too I was, I was watching some dark side of comedy over the weekend and that was pretty good and I think they've got a couple other ones so good good for them good to see them uh get the success they deserve
0: I did yeah see, uh, the Chris Farley dark side of the commie yeah that was, that was really really done well um but I'm excited for the territory stories uh you know Brett gonna be telling some stories and stuff i don't think rick flair was uh invited
1: (laughs) you think there's a little heat there
2: maybe could be a little bit i mean isn't that isn't the the the, uh, plane ride from hell the reason the show got canceled right yeah yeah Yeah,
0: that's a
3: shame
2: i mean
0: they could uh they could effectively work out a season four but i don't know i mean uh, allegedly Dwayne The Rock Johnson, uh, the Seven Bucks production, reached out to them to do this uh, Territory Stories. Nice. There is definitely, um, there's eyes that want to see wrestling stories told still. Absolutely. There's definitely a big market for it still. Especially, you know, seeing the ratings of what Vice produced with Dark Side of the Ring. Yeah. Yeah. And it stands true right, right now. Like we're watching a, <laughs> a, cl- a classic match from 30 years ago. Um, I mean, there's some chain wrestling right here. It's kind of a slow start, but these guys get going in second gear and they're not really, you know, we, we haven't seen a tope yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Any type of springboard action. I'm still kind of invested in it. Uh, Will, were you Let were me there? know when they
1: break the glass out, okay?
0: Yeah, thank you. Oh, I wish. I wish. <laughs> Will, what are your thoughts? Uh, h- how do you kind of enjoy your wrestling? You, you like newer style of wrestling, but uh, anything like this grab your attention?
2: Uh, for sure, because this the 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 pacing of this is um, obviously so much different than than a lot of what you see nowadays. Um, that this um, I don't I don't want to say it like this, but like this almost feels more like the art form, um, uh, rather than just trying to, God, I'm gonna sound like one of these geezers or like where you know it's just a spot fest, you know, that you see nowadays. Right. Um, so I, 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 I do appreciate this, um, because it's it it feels a bit different from from what you see today, and I just noticed this is uh, the concrete ring. <laughs>
1: like yes yeah this is the the pre uh this is the, yeah the the ring that they used until Vince started working and realized how that it Yep yeah and
0: uh cornet no cornet's uh, uh kind of uh claim claims that he gave them the idea to give the springs because uh I think a Memphis ring was like that. Uh um so yeah I, I mean it's hard landing on that mat and he's selling this back it's just the small of the back i mean we saw, we saw him get backdropped we saw a back suplex and uh he he's working the crowd over right now uh it, it takes very little but a lot of charisma to carry it it's the selling here um yes. it, it reminds me a lot of uh i mean i guess we should talk about mjf mm. i mean he's mm. a guy he's a guy who in ring he's not doing exc- like extraordinary moves and no we're not we're not sitting there going like wow, he's a technical master, but he he's selling a lot he works it yes. really well almost like a flare yeah,
2: yeah i I man, I'm trying to think the last time I've seen him in a ring he's not in the ring often, but uh the man certainly knows how to tell a story and uh again I think again, I don't want to say it's more of an art form this old school kind of style of wrestling. But, um, it does feel like there's a bit more storytelling or at least easier to follow story than, Mm -hmm. than the, the new fast paced, uh, athleticism, which is fun to watch in its own right. You know, like I'm not knocking like Lucha Libre or anything like that, you know? Right. But yeah, this, this, this feels like there's a bit more storytelling. Like I think, um. I, I saw i was like when' you know looking into the total wrestling when i was getting into it and like there's like um seven stages to the wrestling match kind of thing
3: mm-hmm.
2: um where it breaks it down and then it 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 feels like that they've followed that formula more in in you know before i, I don't know when things changed but compared to now where you know again by now we would have seen like three topes and someone flying off the top rope and True and all kinds of craziness by now it's the evolution of everything it's almost like uh
0: comparable to to music uh music used to be a little bit slower and mm, uh, mm. you know and now everything's like faster and the in the uh the actual um structure of songs has changed a bit you, you kind of go to the bridge first um and there's a lot of breakdowns it's it's different uh <laughs> it's a different uh evolution of the art form if you will uh, that's the only way to say it that's
3: fair
0: that's fair jimmy do you think maybe the evolution has changed because of our knowledge in american culture of like combat sports and maybe that has kind of quickened the pace for wrestling to where uh, some people who don't know combat sports are like oh wow they're doing like this fake stuff mm-hmm. or phony you know but then then some people that do appreciate it are like oh wow i can see he's got a half guard these guys know what they're doing you know uh, right
1: yeah it's it's interesting i um yeah i think the mma influence definitely can't be can't be understated um it so so you do have like some some you know prominent wrestlers will you know, will like you even like a roman reigns will uh you know wrestle sort of like an mma style match um but in terms of like yeah, you know, what you guys are talking about with like just like the weekly TV, you know, spot fest matches, I think it's all just about like getting people's attention. I'm um, so not sure. Yeah. yeah. Not that there's not, not that, um, you know, that, that same vibe on some of the pay-per-view matches, but I think they're just trying, they're trying to get eyeballs. You know, they want, you know, if people are flipping over, they want to, they want to win that audience. So I think, I think just the, the weekly TV, um, you know, has sort of, you know, had a much you know pretty big effect on that as well. Absolutely, I mean the overexposure of things too. You don't want to. Yeah, like how many hours of you know live wrestling yeah, there on cool. TV every week? And well, how like it, how for it, how
2: example, it, right now, you, how long has 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 Bret Hart uh, had? Like he had he had Ric Flair in that I don't know Bristol yeah, the yeah, yeah, like, Arma, armbar, for yeah like arm bar for a hot it. minute that you just you wouldn't see that on TV today no and if
0: you would it would be like a uh, people would say it was like a rest hold or you know yeah, exactly really necessarily grab they don't necessarily grab holds like they used to where you're working a body part and that is something no. that timers say a lot too but i mean it, it was it was it's smart ring psychology for brett to have the wrist lock and then you work it into an arm bar and then you're kind of working over the shoulder which is which is cool but i, I think my point is, uh, the evolution of our knowledge of fighting and, uh, how to grapple, you know, has kind of changed. So the wrestling in ring has changed. Uh, I mean, you can't really grab a wrist lock on a guy that long and without him, you know, he's eventually going to fight through and, or, 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 you know, try to try to fend himself off of that move. Uh, Sometimes the wrestling psychology from back in the days is a little hokey. Now you know. Now
2: that you say that, I I think yeah. Now you know the rise of MMA might have cha- had to change the pacing of of pro wrestling, maybe. Yeah, and especially the
0: incorporation of MMA uh, guys in the ring. Uh, a la oh yeah, Ken Shamrock. Oh wow, <laughs> player's ass here for loves loves love
1: to do that. Yeah, classic. It it always pops your crowd. You know. Yes, thank you. Thank you, Stu. <laughs> so speaking of things changing over time, so this is we're, we're you know' this is the 30th anniversary coming up of this one. Uh, and it's just crazy to think that 30 years before that it was I was looking at some some title results here and it was literally Buddy Rogers. Was the world champion in 1962? So, like, wow. that's how long ago that you know that was 30 years before this. So it's just we're getting old. It's all. It's wow. all I'm saying.
0: Yeah, and look at the evolution of that too. I mean, uh Buddy Rogers sold almost like Flair, but those guys uh, more or less they did catch wrestling. Yeah. Um, and now you know, incorporate in 1992, 30 years later, these guys are striking each other with fists. Um, you know, the evolution of it. Wow, it's crazy. And uh, to see Buddy Rogers, and then 30 years later, we get Bret Hart going yeah. against uh, Rick Flair, who I mean, these guys are the other nature boy. Yeah, right. Yeah. It's pretty cool. And almost a changing of the guard in the way uh, WWF champions are booked after this. Oh, yeah. Bret Hart yeah, becomes true. one of the synonymous underdogs
1: yeah and really like the first um you know, smaller i mean he's you know bigger than flair but you know know, one of the you know younger smaller wrestler you know this was definitely a, a big shift and this is you know really what what ushered in you know wwf in the 90s you know in terms of you know what was going to follow um and
0: essentially what becomes now like guys that are if you look 30 years from now i mean daniel bryan chris jericho yes um in influenced uh, i mean i'd be remiss if i didn't name him uh phil brooks cm punk you know guys <laughs> that are really influenced by bret hart and some that are influenced still by rick flair because yeah. that generational um past that that rick flair had i mean from working
1: into the
0: 70s throughout the 2000s
1: yeah i think now we're looking at like the the generation of like people getting into the business where they were you know told and told that rick flair is the greatest wrestler of all time because that was like you know that that's like once he went to wwe like in the early 2000s that's sort of like you know how they um you know how they built him up and i mean he is absolutely one of the best of all time but so now i think you're getting you know people who grew up you know watching that era of like wwe and like sort of the tail end of his you know at least his okay. good good stuff in the ring um so we might you know be seeing some more guys start to start to emulate flair especially with the you know slower style you know would stand out more um in today's uh wrestling world
0: oh yeah i mean i don't i don't know why i'm drawing a comparison but i guess i guess because the some of the technical styles of the way he work he works a body part gresham could be like a good guy like that
1: absolutely yeah if he was like to have like a like a heel title run i could definitely see him um picking up a lot of flair stuff
0: being that guy that everybody wants to see get beat but he's just like too like technically savvy and like it overpowers a guy or like outsmarts him in the ring all the time yeah he had that pure wrestling run uh pure championship wrestling run yeah and, uh, in roh it was just awesome so
1: That's good fun. so good and really just it's just a shame that, that he you know that he wasn't able to to get into aew like yeah i, I picture him like in maybe like in the blackpool combat club or something that easily was, yeah that would have been a great fit but
2: well, the thing is, like, not I'm not not knocking Ric Flair, Bret Hart, obviously, right here. I just want to preface with that, but I mean, it's like it's not just the technical wrestling, which this is. This is obviously, uh, you know, they have that that ability and skill, but they're also just they're letting the match breathe. You know, they're letting the moves and sequences breathe, and again, so t- tying back into like, you know, there's a lot more holds and all that stuff, but. Yeah. And we've, I mean, we've beaten this, you know, to the ground already, but the pacing is just so much different. Yeah. And they're really
0: selling, like you said, that's a good word for letting it breathe. And I think a lot of the, uh, the veterans often say that they, they tell the younger guys to slow down, slow down. Oh yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah, I've seen I've seen comments about that from like uh, Billy Gunn backstage at AEW, where he's in some in- interviews. That's one of the things he keeps stressing to <laughs> the younger generation, where he's just like, "You guys gotta slow down." Oh, and yeah, I can I can yeah. see that with this match already, where like, yeah, this is again, it's that storytelling. It's every move matters, and the selling too. That's what I'm like, Bret Hart. Like, not only do his punches look real, but you know his his selling is amazing. Bret Hart always has that that mouth.
0: Oh, I think Jimmy and I have always talked about that uh-huh. uh, that that heavy breathing, where it looks like he's always trying to catch wind. <laughs> nice. It's nobody that, nobody took a beating like Bret Hart. Yeah, but I think that's also a good way for him to talk in the ring. Like, uh have your mouth open, but you can still kind of like,
1: mouth,
2: yeah. wow, look at this nice little bridge.
1: Uh, Time to go home. Yeah,
2: but that that. God, that that ring just doesn't give. <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> a few few moves like that elbow drop he did, and I was like, that had to have hurt. <laughs> yeah.
1: That was a cool sequence of with with Hart breaking out the figure four on Flair. Yeah, absolutely. You know, that's not something you yeah. saw like a like a whole lot of. But then again, I guess you know, like Flair didn't. I don't know how many matches he actually won with the figure four in WWF, but um, I think around this time. Um... Shawn
0: Michaels was using the figure four as well
1: that's right yeah
0: so it's interesting that uh this match happens where seemingly Ric Flair was going to have the title at Survivor Series right um and then it changes and Brett goes against Shawn Michaels for the first time on a pay-per-view as the champion going against the Intercontinental Champion um and wow wow what a time yeah um but yeah it's it's interesting to see Bret Hart using his own move against him. Um, and then Brett would later pull that, you know, the figure four uh, around the ring post. Yes. Later years, which uh, I, I didn't know that he would hit his head on the ground. Oh, really? Um, Concussing himself one time. Oh.
1: So,
0: uh, because I guess when, you know, when you wrap the other leg, you got to fall back.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: So
0: sometimes he would, he would tell the referee to stand close so he could, you know brush against the referee on his way down Save mm-hmm. himself. a lot of uh, a lot of thinking going into that uh you, you know you don't really yeah
1: yeah that, and it's a brutal, brutal looking move um yes, it yeah, is. yeah i can imagine just yeah i mean one one bad fall on that could easily give you a concussion
0: yeah um so real quick uh, i mean i i don't think you and i have ever discussed this jimmy but i i've i've asked dave this and we've covered 1992 a lot and mm-hmm. you and i have a lot of history with the origin of attitude and uh and discussing the possibilities of brett possibly going over to wcw in 1992 What yes. do you think that would look like if he had you know he had gone and rick flair does he who does he drop the title to then in wwf or does he keep uh, it if brett's
1: gone that's a great question um so this is you know obviously the one of the catalysts or one of the you know the big things here is when you know warrior and bulldog uh get fired for their steroid uh tests um so they're both off the table i mean i don't know if vince would have had the confidence in sean i don't think he would have had the confidence in sean to, to put to the belt on him at this point um So who does that leave us? Maybe, I mean, you could hotshot Razor. I could see that if you wanted to go with the younger guy or um, put it on Yoko Uh, earlier. Tito. Um, Who was that? Tito. (laughs) Why not, man? There was rumors. Were were there really?
0: I know. there was something about rumors of, like, World
1: WWF Champion El Matador.
0: Yeah. Or just Tito Santana, because he was over when... uh, before all the gimmick stuff i mean kind of close yeah mania one he was really over with that intercontinental title run that he had
1: yeah they could have given him the bob Backlund run they were doing in a, in a couple years the veteran though yeah the, yeah um, the veteran snaps goes crazy wins the belt can you imagine tito doing all those crazy bob Backlund mannerisms
0: oh my god <laughs> Arriba!
1: <laughs>
0: Going crazy yeah i'm not sure who that that is uh that is a question that I, I i like to pose to people who who would be the guy then if brett was gone
1: yeah i i think my my money probably would have been on um probably probably like hotshot and razor because they seem they seem pretty high on him mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, possibly turning them face too, because you couldn't you couldn't
1: deny it. Eventually, he,
0: he yeah, uh, yeah, that was
1: like Undertaker. Where I mean, I, I could have seen Undertaker actually. Yeah, I mean, he's already won the belt. You know, there's no. Yeah, I mean, I'm trying to think. Like, the, like he didn't really like get going strong. I mean, like 93's, uh, you know, slog for him too. Uh, but yeah, I mean, you know, he's he, he made he stayed over throughout. So yeah, that definitely could have worked. But he's like fusion with like Kamala at this point still. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's still
0: going on, unfortunately. Yeah. 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 But uh nonetheless, the steroid trial would change a lot of directions and alter a lot of things in WWF as uh has been covered in the archive that you can find uh marking out the days where Dave and I have covered the Saturday wars, um Saturday night live saturday night live yeah that's what it was <laughs> WCW and um and then uh w, wf superstars <laughs> fun stuff in 1992 so go back there and check that out if you guys like will what are you thinking of this match so far i mean the pacing has definitely been very methodical slow yeah. um but th- we had that 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 nice figure four spot where actually rick flair had uh Brett in the figure four. Now he's working over the knee, Uh, but look how long it took for them to get to the
2: ropes. Um, Exactly. That's, that's what I'm finding fascinating about this because I, I have very little exposure to uh, this time period or anything pre the last decade. So yeah, uh, again, beating the dead worse, but just the the pacing of this is, is what really stands out. On top, you know on top of their 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 skill at, at, you know not taking away from their in-ring ability because I know it's easy to be like this is slow compared to uh today but you know slow doesn't mean bad right correct
0: mm-hmm. I think it's just the patience of uh being a wrestling fan I, I mean we we've seen some long bangers um I think I think one of the long what was the the Bandito and Roosh match? That was a long match. Yeah, yeah, Synology wasn't the same. I mean, they, they somebody got like German suplexed off the, off the ropes through a table and. Like, oh.
2: <laughs> a little different. I mean, there was. I mean, I know on, on what it was on TV the Danielson uh, Hangman. Oh yeah, sixty. That's a great match. That was, and that, that I mean that was that was captivating from start to finish yes
0: yeah i like the fact that this match runs uh roughly you know 20 something minutes uh in ring actual competition um it should show that that brett is is a guy that can beat rick flair within the 60 minutes you know
2: yeah i mean now that you said in ring it actually just dawned on me yeah, this match hasn't spilled out at all yet which is something that's completely different from what we see, especially on AEW, where the the match would have been outside like three or four had, times. Had Perfect
0: now. involved so many times by now. Mister Perfect would have been like punching Brett.
1: <laughs> yeah. There. Here we
0: go, classic flare spot. Taking yeah. rope. Well, do
1: you, do you know about
2: this one? i am i'm not aware
1: so so basically a one of flair's spots that he goes to is climbing to the top rope and getting caught by his opponent and just you know being thrown off but he like he would do it like every single match no matter who he was wrestling he would find a way to work it in <laughs> and for for whatever reason in storyline his character is like no this is this is it i'm gonna get it this time <laughs> brilliant i think um when he's a
0: baby face early in uh nwa crockett era he he does hit it once or twice yeah. but yeah uh, that's it uh brett with that classic
1: russian leg sweep there oh yeah love it and love, love, love yeah his own four or five
0: moves of doom exactly two two guys that kind of uh they beefed for a long time and didn't didn't speak for some time because it was a uh, you know, Brett's word and, and Ric Flair's word of they didn't like each other's work,
1: yeah, yeah,
0: even though they're very similar, um, yeah.
1: I think, do you think that it, part of it is like a, uh you know, sort of like similar to a Hogan, like he's pissed that he had to, that he dropped the title to him, you know, <laughs> a little, little yeah. jealous,
0: yep, yeah,
1: yeah, a little bit of jealousy. There's always ego, yeah, with
0: guys around this time that were uh synonymous with with wrestling
2: worldwide yeah see this is this is another thing like you could tell we're coming up on the end because the pacing of the match has changed mm-hmm. you know from from the whole sequence with the russian leg sweep into the suplex and all the other moves he did in between like that's more moves that had been done throughout the rest of the match.
0: Well, Brett really started incorporating that in uh, the around this era too. More false finishes at the end. Uh, more more near falls, if you will. Uh, it's almost that akin to that All Japan uh, King's Road style.
2: Now that is something I've been meaning to uh, to 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 get into because I, you know, Eddie Kingston's constantly talking about
0: there are some yeah. classic uh if you like the pacing of this i mean all japan matches uh, main events are are all like this uh, nice it, it, it's wearing an opponent out over and over and you're like i think this guy's going over you know like, maybe this guy's coming back yeah um brett here is signaling to the crowd classic uh, here we go let's see if he can get the sharpshooter on and hold it correctly oh wait he can't
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh hate yeah that
0: now everybody's trying to apply the sharpshooter and they can't do it wow this is the first time perfect is kind of getting interfered and rick flair says yes wow the crowd i'm going to pipe All that in
3: authority being on this match. suplex well executed over for the cover no you're not going to beat flair that way i don't think so i really don't think so why do you think he's adopting those tactics gorilla well, obviously doing a lot of damage and taking a lot of heart out of the champion. I think so, demoralizing him. But can you do that to a man with an ego like Flair has? Look at Flair, he's he's stuck! He can't move! What is it? Well, I think perhaps his hip might have gone out on him, but now they're just exchanging right hands, and the challenger's got the best of it. As you say, sometimes, Gorilla, maybe the tank has gone empty on Flair. I don't think so. I think he's hurt Alfred. He's perched up there now. Look out. Superplex coming up. Oh. oh, yes. Oh, what a beautifully execution there. So beautifully done. By that Hart. could be the beginning of the end. And Hart showing no signs of anything wrong with his legs now. Now he's going for the sharp shooter. He's got it turned over. And just over this, Flair's getting up. And he's trying to detract the referee, but he did it. Oh, he gave up. We've seen history. Now. Bret the Hitman Hart makes history in becoming the new World Wrestling Federation champion. And right here in the hometown of his father, all his kids live here. The hearts are on their feet everywhere in the world. I'm sure that this may be Saskatoon, but this is worldwide news. This is what it's all about. A man who's devoted his entire life to this moment right here, and no one more deserving than Bret the Hitman Hart. A brilliant victory by Bret Hartley, and we have a great new champion.
4: Moment of my whole life, and I dedicate this moment to all the people that believe that the biggest dreams can still come true. You know, Bret Hart, I could not agree with you more. I know about your work ethic because I've watched you virtually for your entire career, and I can't help but believe, Bret Hart. That this, this World Wrestling Federation title in your hands at this time is the result of determination. It's the result of perseverance. you paid your dues. I've seen you the last eight years in the trenches here on the World Wrestling Federation. And finally, this instant, this moment, all of those dreams, all of that hard work is paid off. And of course, your wishes, your dreams have now come to fruition. You know, Gene, since I was this tall, I've been involved in wrestling. My whole family's been involved in wrestling. I've dedicated my whole life to wrestling. My father's taught me, he's took me on the mat. He's made me scream, he's made me feel the pain, and I've listened, and I've learned, and I've thought about it, and I've dedicated myself to the technical wrestling, the learning wrestling, following up on all those last details, the endurance, the strength, that wrestling ability and never ever thinking that I knew it all because you never know it all and I've had my share of wins I've had my share of losses but you wait your whole lifetime for one chance just one single chance and I've got that chance and I gotta thank I gotta thank every single wrestler that I've ever wrestled against I've wrestled the greatest wrestlers in the world and I've learned Learned so much and I got to thank each and every one of them and one in particular that I want to thank is Ric Flair I want to thank Ric Flair for stepping in the ring with me tonight and giving me that chance I want to thank each and every one of my fans around the world for supporting me all these years I want to thank all my friends that have backed me up through the thick and the thin most of all I want to thank my family they've been with me since since the very beginning since I was just a little baby and I most of all I want to thank God above God Almighty thank you for the greatest moment of my entire life I'm proud to be the WWF champion
3: Wow
0: yeah i mean a big shock because they think it's like a coliseum taping like kind of like a house show type deal yeah Um, and that vibe when when you get surprised um with the title change that's awesome
2: where was wwe doing television at this time yeah saturday
0: superstars and then uh sunday's main event um and then the january of 93 raw would premiere
2: so in this situation that they just where they were just like hey Bret hart's new champion uh by the vhs when it comes out is that what it was
0: so saturday the following superstars because the superstars before this actually uh brett wrestles a guy named bill jordan and that it's like you know he he's kind of just mid-card flopping around and like i said that they they had plans for uh rick flair and razor to team and rick flair would still be the champion going against macho man and ultimate warrior but then um ultimate warrior ends up holding up uh vince and there's a lot of steroid uh allegations going on with the trial and he they decide to make a move to put brett as the man and this was a big time uh yeah a big change of the guard here for wrestling in general like we spoke of the underground the underdog being born uh technical wrestling being more present in wwf presentation of in-ring action um yeah it's it's great 30 years looking back uh classic match slow pacing yes but it all makes sense um jimmy will you guys uh give me your
1: thoughts real quick well it's I, I think it's um you know probably you know the, not the best match that these two could have had, but it's a, it's you know good, like you guys said, good story. Um and he really ran it back sooner. Yeah, yeah. Um but yeah, I and like also just like passing of the torch and this this is you know this is the dawn of the new generation.
2: Hey Bow. Yeah, I mean, just echoing what what Jimmy said, I I, I think that uh, that Brett Owen Cage match was certainly um, I think more a little more entertaining for for me, maybe a little better match, but yeah, no, it's still from from especially my perspective of not being familiar with 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 older wrestling. Um, I was I was still eyes on the on the screen the whole time watching it even though they weren't a a thousand you know dives and a million suplexes or you know 450s or you know tables or glass and all the action was in the ropes the whole time yeah um it's it's super interesting to to see how the you like you said earlier the evolution of 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 the art form yeah
0: and a nice clean finish too
2: yes right yeah,
0: uh, thank you guys so much for joining me. This was a lot of fun. Um, a 30-year retrospective of this match, uh, Bret Hart becoming the WWF champion for the first time, defeating Ric Flair. Um, uh, a Nice technical bout there. Um, hope you all enjoyed listening at home or in your ears as well. Uh, thank you all so much. Thank you. Thank you. I-